Welcome to From the Producer's Office, a series of informal podcasts with Opera Holland Park's director of opera, James Clutton. In conversation with creatives and collaborators, we explore the process of putting opera on stage and how the artists involved approach their craft. Hello, welcome to From the Producer's Office. I'm James Clutton, director of opera at Opera Holland Park. I've got with me today a great guy that I've got to know over the last couple of years as we've worked with his organisation so much, Ali Kingsley from Repertorio Felix. Welcome, Ali. Thank you very much, James. Lovely to be here. It's really nice to really nice to see you. So um, let's just for our listeners you know, um, and our audience generally, can you just tell us a bit about what your organisation does? Because we love it and we're very committed to it, our problem part. But for some people that wouldn't know, let's start at the beginning. What What, what is it? What do you do? Okay, so Repertorio Felix is essentially a drop-in centre. Uh, it's been around in one incarnation or another uh, for 30 years uh, as St Cuthbert's Centre. But then three years ago, uh, we decided to do a big upgrade. So uh, in partnership with Massimo, Massimo Bituro, the, the, the well-known chef, we did some fundraising and uh, refurbished the hall. Uh, to make the centre a beautiful environment. Mm. Um, very much with the idea that uh, we wanted to help to give people their self-respect back. And in order to do that, they need to be in a nice environment and feel that they, they have some value. So we're open to anyone, really. We're, we're here for all the vulnerable people in our community. It's entirely drop-in, so nobody, there's no means checks, identity checks, you can literally turn up at the door. Um, our group is made up of different uh, people with different um, uh, circumstances, uh, homeless people is a big, big percentage, but we also have uh, insecurely housed or people uh, suffering with mental health issues. Um, and what all of our groups have in common is that they're socially isolated uh, and loneliness is a huge problem um, and that's something we very specifically set out to resolve so we give them uh, everybody gets a three course meal that's made entirely from surplus food that would otherwise go to landfill uh, which we have cooked all, all freshly cooked, um, often by chefs from Michelin-style restaurants and, yeah. and various other places. But because it's got that history with the chef as well, a very, very famous chef, I've been in there, as you know, many times, and, and um, the, the food and the way it's presented is of, a, is of a really high standard, which is brilliant because, as you say, it's about self-esteem and self-respect. And you go in there and, I mean, we'll, talk, we'll go on to this, but in normal times, pre-COVID times, you have four long tables and everyone would sit there and you get over the isolation as well while you're having a lovely dinner or lunch while talking to people on the same table that was just a wonderful um a, a wonderful sort of bonhomie of, of people that have a lot of issues and problems they're dealing with and suddenly this oasis of calm and friendliness yeah i mean that's i think that's I think what everyone notices both our usual guests and visitors is is the atmosphere uh, it is so friendly it is so calm uh, we when we uh, have uh, professionals who come in who go to other similar facilities notice the difference that it is so calm and friendly um, mm. and we, we get some incredible friendships being born out of it uh, you know, perhaps a 85 year old lady friends with a 22 year old polish man who's rough sleeping uh, 
that there was no boundaries to the friendships that are created. Oh, it's just amazing. I mean, we it's very close to, um, um, Monique, one of our producers, is going to join in a while, but it's very close to our office, uh, Refertorio Felix, very close. It's probably about 100 yards or so, 200 yards, and that's how we got to know it. And we visit there um, and do some singing through the year and come in and, and just got to know you and all the team there. And it's one of those things that you just, uh, until you know about it, you can't believe uh, you didn't know about it. You know, it's just you go in there and it's, wow, this is how things could be. I mean, it, it must be a very demanding job, though, because you and all your team work extraordinarily long hours and, and hard to make this all seem so easy. That's the problem, isn't it? Yeah, well, it is. Yeah, I mean, it's. Uh, I mean, it's, it's incredibly satisfying. I can certainly say that at the outset. Um, but it, it's we're very much like like a swan. You know, it, we create this calm atmosphere by paddling really fast under the water, yeah. um, just to to keep us going, uh, to make sure that we have the best food available, uh, and and to and to to deal with people's different challenges and, and they are they are varied um so yeah it's a, it's it's a hectic lifestyle but it's certainly <laughs> good fun <laughs> ali where did where did you said about the food that would go to landfill or uh, you know forget the words used now but where does the food come from how do you access the food so uh, predominantly our, our major supplier is the felix project who source uh food from all over the place and big, all the big supermarkets Smithfield Market, uh, all, all sorts of places, some big restaurant chains, uh, HelloFresh, that's sort of the box companies. Mm -hmm. All of the food that they can't use and would otherwise be thrown away, the Felix Project collect. Um, so that, and then we, we have that delivered two or three times a week. Um, mm -hmm. But then we also have a relationship directly with, a, with, with some restaurants and hotels. Um, Harrods, for example, will deliver direct to us. Harvey Nichols, we get some lovely chocolates from last year. Um, but and then places like Peterson Nursery. So uh, we get and the lead green when it was in existence. So I mean some really incredible quality food uh, that we get. And also that you don't only look after the food you because that's a major central point people come in for lunch, but you look after uh, people they'll give them options for other other things. Can you tell us about some of the other services you uh, offer? Yeah, absolutely. I mean, the food is very much a hook to attract people who wouldn't necessarily access the other services that are available. So we have a full-time mental health worker and team. So you could have counselling or, or informal one-to-one -one sessions here, um, which really helps pick up people that perhaps wouldn't otherwise get diagnosed. We can then refer on to, to, to more to, to, to the statutory services. Uh, but we we also have an alcohol worker. We have a nurse that visits once a week. Uh, we we have a specialist housing advisor. We have a free legal clinic, uh, a chiropodist. We also do now in the last year a full set of complementary therapies. So uh, you can have homeopathy or batch flower remedy um, or uh, cranial massage. Um, so all, all of that's available for free. Uh, it's, it's, it's absolutely fantastic and you know so we've been going there for a couple of years now and last year we collected um, coats for you at Christmas and, and, and jumpers at our Christmas concert 
And it was and it was great because um, some people I remember Annika Rice came in to do a reading at our concert and just took her jacket off and gave it uh, gave it into the collection, which was very nice. Wow. But I think that what we're trying to do, we we love our relationship with you, Ali, and we try to keep pushing that on. I'm going to I'm going to let into our Christmas door here. I'm going to let our uh, associate producer Monique in. Um, hey, Monique, how you doing? Oh, good. Thank you. Good. Good. Look, look, well, we were doing our, as, as Ali knows, but I'll tell our listeners that we were, we collected for you last Christmas, but we uh, were going, we were intending to do a, a Christmas concert this year and collect for you again. For obvious reasons, we couldn't do that. So we've gone to an online um, Christmas concert, which is coming out on the 17th of uh, December. Um, and what we wanted to do was tie that in and still collect for you. Um, and Monique was going to be at one point sort of Mother Christmas with a, with a van that we, in our dreams, we were going to design as a sledge and everything and have it uh, going around in a sleigh. Um, that didn't quite work out, but we're going to work towards that in in in, in January. Um, but money, the idea is that we can, we're going to talk to Ali about a list of things that they would like, but the idea is that you will collect through January on a, on a couple of consecutive weeks, yeah? Yeah, I think so. So over four weeks in January on nominated days, I will go and do home collections for people that sign up who are members, supporters, our audience. Um, and yeah, I think that would encourage people to donate because they come into their door. Yeah. I think what we're going to try and do, Ali, we're going to ask you about this, going to put you on the spot. But what I've noticed when you, uh, when we've been working with you before, and we're doing some Christmas singing for you next week, building up to Christmas Eve, um, is that there's you suffer in some ways from the lovely thing that some charities do suffer for that people give you a lot of the same things and it's that it's coming from an incredibly warm place that people donating stuff but it's not always that helpful at that time is that fair uh, yeah that is fair as you say very warm place and uh, people give what they've got but uh we can end up with stockpiles of one thing and nothing of another that's, that's right. very true can you take us through a couple of things that we'll be looking at? We're going to put some stuff on our website, Monique, I think, aren't we? Yeah. We're going to be able to do that and put up lists and how we're going to collect and everything. But just for just for now, do you want to just run through a couple of things that w that are um, useful for when we're, when we're collecting? Something that we always need and very rarely get are, are razors, razor blades or razors and, and shaving foam. Uh, that it's massively important and yeah we, we always struggle with that so that would be really appreciated the other thing is bags uh maybe a rucksack or uh, a hold or that sort of thing of, of any size um that's something that our, that our rough sleeping community get through very quickly and uh, we very rarely get them so that's really useful yeah, interesting yeah and and warm jumpers funnily enough you would think that we would get a lot of but actually not so much and not as many as we need anyway so good quality clean warm jumpers are really appreciated of any size um i mean that's the thing to remember our our community come in all sizes so from tight if very small uh, to up to extra large anything will do uh, and then the other thing and i understand why this is that we very rarely get is sleeping bags um, so they, they are hugely appreciated. Right. Okay. Very good. I'm gonna I'm gonna ask you a, a strange question because it just knocked me out when we met um, six months or so ago the last time. Oh no, a bit longer. And last uh, Christmas maybe. Um, you were talking about parmesan. 
it came out of the blue for me but my wife's a, a chef a cook a food writer and um I uh, and it made perfect sense to me after the initial shot. You said parmesan uh, in there, and and can you expand upon that? Because I think it gives a really good insight into what you're trying to do. Yeah, so we we try and provide a restaurant experience for our guests, and for that we need the same ingredients that, that you would cook with at home or a, a, um, a chef would. Um, and of course, we we lack things that have long long shelf lives. So something like Parmesan, uh, we could and would use all the time, uh, mm -hmm. but we don't get it because it's very rarely surplus. Mm -hmm. um, and, th and that's true with other ingredients. I mean, some dry ingredients, herbs and spices, again, uh, mm -hmm. we, we don't often get. Um, and they are really key to us elevating our dishes as we so seek to. I think it's just a lovely thing because it's in a... It, it's in that way of just um, expanding the possibilities for people. And why should someone that's struggling or why should someone that's homeless even when they get food, get a lower quality of food? And I think that's one of the great things you've achieved there. It's just as the sites are set high for, for good reasons and you're trying to do as absolutely best you can there. And it just, uh, it really is a, is a lovely thing, I think. Well, I think that we can really evidence that, uh, yeah, that, that, that we set out exactly that, that everybody deserves the same quality. But we actually have success in this approach that by providing the food and the environment, it does improve self-confidence and self-worth, which does then prompt people or make it more possible for them to perhaps go for a job interview or be able to arrange their life to look at, at, at getting accommodation it actually makes a, an actual difference between in, in helping people make practical improvements to their life yeah i think it, i think it's great and monique when we go there and see and everything in our own in our own small way it's not the same nourishment as actually eating a meal but we try and add nourishment and other things we we get always get a, a lovely reaction in there don't we amazing and it was a really nice last christmas there was such a nice Christmas atmosphere anyway, and everyone had their gift boxes and it was such a lovely food and a lovely meal. And yeah, I remember a group of group in the corner of men singing along and getting very involved. It was so nice. Lovely atmosphere. It's just a it's just a gorgeous atmosphere, really. And um, and stating the obvious, you must get busier, um, you know, with more crowds at this time of year in the cold and everything as as well, Ali. Is that right? Yeah. Yes. In, in normal times, absolutely. It's a it's a real peak time, um, and, and even now we we can't allow people inside. But for for the food offering, we yeah we wish we're having a gradual growth week on week, which is will peak in the next week or two. All right, so you do you do get people inside, but just distance, do you at the moment, right now? No, 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 we don't get them. The only people that can come inside are for the one to one. So all the food is done outside. Right. Okay. And this year, when we come carol singing with you, we're singing outside as well. So uh, that's right. Yeah, yeah. So we've got the guys to do that. They're good guys that are just going to wear good warm Christmas jumpers as well. Um, but Ali, I think we're going to leave it there. Monique is going to be well, not on her own. We're all going to help in different ways. But Monique, if you see a um, you know that sort of satellite thing they do with Christmas, Father Christmas, follow Father Christmas round. We're going to try and create one of them about where Monique is at any at any given time collecting food for you and, and other things. Uh, we will put a list up on our website and contact details. But um, 
for me, well, and hopefully Monique and all the team, we're just very, very proud to work with you, Ali. What you do and all your team do is incredible. And we, we love having this close relationship with you. Well, then, thank you so much. It's, uh, we, we love having you and uh, all the regular performances. As you say, it's all part of providing this nourishment, it's spiritual and physical, and you guys give us so much and allow us to create that atmosphere so, so many times. So wow. thank you. Well, it's absolutely our pleasure. So um, we'll be, we'll be uh, tweeting about it and putting stuff on our website. But for now, Monique and Ali, thank you so much and a very Merry Christmas. Thanks to you. You have been listening to From the Producer's Office, a series of informal podcasts with James Clutton. For more information on Opera Holland Park, please visit www.operahollandpark.com.